are listening to the Nerd Gym Podcast. I am your host, Melanie Black, and today we are going to be diving into a double feature review. We're going to be talking about a self-improvement book, very popular self-improvement, entitled The One Thing. But the one thing that I feel this book is lacking that will complement the lessons of this self-improvement book are found in the unlikely and unexpected place of bad horror movies. Yes, we are also going to be talking about what you can learn from Planet Terror, the second in a double grindhouse feature that was released in 2007 to spoof drive-in horror movies directed by Quentin Tarantino. So strap in and let's get ready to rock. Before we dive in, I gotta give a big shout out and thank you to all of our members and supporters on Patreon. We use Patreon as a way to provide a sliding scale slash honor system so that people with low income or COVID impacted households can still get access to the Nerd Gym's amazing online fitness classes, nutrition information, and fun challenges. If you feel like you or somebody you know would benefit from having a supportive body positive community that helps with fitness, nutrition, and self-improvement, Go to www.thenerdgym.com, join at any membership level, and get full access to all of our programs and support the podcast and all the things we do. Thank you, members. We appreciate you. The One Thing. The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results by Gary Kellner with Jay Papasan. Papasan? Papasan. I'm going to go with Papasan because that reminds me of the, the comfy chair and I like that. Okay, so this book, it is pretty good. It's not great. It's got some, I got some issues with this book, y'all, but I'm going to start off with the good. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and why you can round out your view of how to actually execute on the information from the one thing by watching Planet Terror. Okay, let's start off with some of the good things in the one thing. First good thing that you're going to take away from this book is the idea of cutting away excess things, tasks that do not serve you. Those of you who know me know that I am very attracted to simplicity right now. I am totally all in on developing this minimalist lifestyle. So you bet when I saw this book title, The One Thing, I'm like, ooh, come here, sexy. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about finding your one thing, right? So one of the things that they go over is finding a keystone habit that will have a ripple effect and impact other areas of your life. I love this advice. Okay, so they use the the concept of dominoes to kind of describe what I would typically call the ripple effect. You take one small domino, tiny domino, and when you knock it over, if you set up the domino behind it, that's like maybe 50 per, up to 50% larger, it can still knock it over. And then that domino can knock over a larger domino and then a larger one. And then before you know it, you're making all of these big impacts, big changes from focusing in on that one keystone habit. This is a great concept. I have definitely seen this work for many of my clients in the fitness sphere, having to do with things like, oh, we find uh, that one client, we're going to start drinking more water. 
And that's like the one simple keystone habit. Just drink more water. Yes, you need to lose 50 pounds. And yes, you need to start exercising every day. And yes, you want to run a marathon at some point. But let's not worry about all the, that big stuff just yet. We're going to find that one keystone habit. And we're going to zero in on that. We're going to start with water. Then the client starts drinking water, starts feeling better because they're hydrated. So they're more able to work out. They're more able to walk for longer. They start thinking about their nutrition because they're thinking about what they're putting in their body that has a positive impact on their nutrition. They start feeling better because their nutrition and their exercise and their overall health is getting better. So they start being nicer to the people around them because they're not so dang grouchy all the time. And it has this gorgeous ripple out effect. We see that all the time with fitness. But here's where it gets a little bit funky. You're not going to necessarily know ahead of time what the perfect one keystone habit is for you. You might have to go through several iterations of trying to develop a specific habit of any sort before you even learn the skill of building a habit because building a habit of any kind is a skill, okay? So you're going to dive in, you're going to try to build the skill around one habit and what might happen, and I'm not saying this to discourage you, we're going to come back to why this is not a discouragement. You might spend a lot of time developing one habit and it turns out that one habit has pretty minimal, lackluster, not so exciting impact on the rest of your life. Maybe we see a slight improvement in one small area, but it doesn't have that big ripple effect. It doesn't have that big tsunami domino effect on the rest of your life. And that's okay. All right. The one habit, the way they present the information makes it sound like you're going to know what, what, or the one, the one thing makes it sound like you're going to know the one habit or the one focus that's going to get you there, and you're just not. They, they talk about a lot of uh, companies that specialize in one thing, like Starbucks specializes in coffee, KFC specializes in chicken, uh, Microsoft specializes in computers, whatever it is. And that's great, but many companies and many entrepreneurs don't start off knowing what one thing they're gonna specialize in. They don't start off knowing what their one thing is and while they ultimately might get there and become a really fantastic specialist the best in one thing they didn't start out that way okay uh they they didn't know ahead of time necessarily in every single case this is the one thing that we're going to be doing so this is where i feel the book falls short. It lays out an expectation that you're going to somehow, number one, know ahead of time, and hindsight is twenty you you're not necessarily going to know ahead of time what the outcome of pursuing something is. That said, that shouldn't stop you from setting your sights on a goal, getting after it, and doing the best you can to get there. You will learn skills along the way, along the path to getting there. Those skills that you acquire, that you thought you were going to use for the one thing you had in mind when you set out on this journey, might end up coming in handy for something entirely different, okay? 
So that is what I want you to keep in mind while you're reading this book. How do you motivate yourself? How do you get there without getting distracted? When you know that the one thing you're pursuing may or may not pan out. This is a really important question, especially for people who maybe are not entrepreneurs by nature. Entrepreneurs, by the way, if you're listening, we are a overly optimistic bunch of crazy people. And that's all right. The, the world needs some of those. But we also need a lot of people who have a little bit more realistic view of things, a little bit less optimism, perhaps. If you're reading the one thing and you have any responsibilities outside of yourself, it's going to be very difficult for you to take some of this advice. If you are coming from a point where you aren't already privileged and have time and money to spend to invest in one specific thing, you're going to have a real hard time with the advice in this book. It was written, in my opinion, for young white men who, you know, you you do the best you can, you strike out on your own, and what's the worst that can happen? You end up sleeping on the friend's couch, right? If you lose everything, not a big deal. If you have a family to take care of, uh, if doing the one thing can put you at risk uh, for your for your life, which is it can happen, you know. You try if you are. If you are not fitting the mold and you say, I want to do that one thing, I want to break through the mold, I want to be the first whatever in this position, yeah, you can do it. But the resistance you get along the way can, in some cases, be life-threatening. Is it worth it? Often, yes. But you often don't hear about all the failures that people have. Okay, that was that was a lot to unpack there, right? Are we depressed yet? Hopefully not, because... This book is still worth the read. I just have a lot of problems with the fact that they're laying this out like this is something anybody can do anytime. You're going to know what your one thing is. You're going to be able to cut all distractions. All you have to do is cut out all the distractions and focus. Don't worry about all the stuff that's not what you want to do. That's this book in a nutshell. And I don't disagree, but I want to give you a little bit of a reality check and a little hope if you are less optimistic. I want to give you a little hope if you're in a position where you're like, well, that's fine if you've got privilege and time and money, but I've got a family to feed and I can't just gamble everything on my dream. So yeah, that's not going to happen. First off, I think you can split your focus a bit. Do you have to cut out distractions to make forward progress if you have big ambition? Yes. Yes, you do. Absolutely, you do. Are you going to end up pursuing a path that may lead you somewhere entirely else? Yes, absolutely, you will. When I got into fitness, it wasn't until I was 29 and uh, had never done fitness or sports stuff before. I'd always done retail and art, and I've already had several failed businesses doing, you know, art and crafts and portraits and making stuff out of recycled materials to sell at craft fairs. There was all kinds of stuff that I did, and I failed at multiple times. When I first got into fitness, I joined a gym, and this gym was a boxing gym. It had a boxing area, cardio area, weightlifting area. Cool. I didn't know what to do with any of that. I just stayed on the treadmill for a good long while, like a lot of people who were starting off in fitness. 
Then I started taking boxing classes and I was inspired. I started to gain confidence. I started to get fitter. I was very, very consistent. I developed the habit of going to boxing classes. It boosted my confidence tremendously. And had you asked me that first year, what is your one thing, Melanie? What one thing are you going to pursue? I would have absolutely told you, I am going to become a professional boxer. That is going to be my career. That is what I'm going to do with my life. There was just one problem with that idea. Was I was terrible at boxing. I was really, really bad at it, guys. I am an uncoordinated person by nature. Poor coordination. I am very slow by nature. It is really difficult for me to be agile, for me to be light on my feet. Even to this day, I've been doing fitness for 10 years, and yes, I've gotten so much better, and I've got fabulous balance now com comparably to then. That's all fine and well, but I didn't have any natural physical aptitude for the sport, and it was showing badly, especially in the ring. But what I did discover over the course of doing this pursuing this goal, this dream, this idea, is that I found out in the process that while I was pretty terrible at boxing, I was really good, really good at teaching other people. In part because I had to think about the physical breakdown of what I was doing so hard myself just to have a mild little piece of aptitude at it that my ability to teach other people, bring them up from beneath me to over me in skill was absolutely a thing that I had aptitude for. I became aware at some point that not only was I really good at teaching other people how to use their body, um, in various physical ways, but I enjoyed it. And that was my, my change in path toward becoming a personal trainer and teaching weightlifting and physical fitness and nutrition. I really enjoyed doing those things. Furthermore, the skills that I had acquired prior to getting to that point, customer service skills, business skills, that all helped me be a better personal trainer. I had many colleagues, many friends who were personal trainers who were amazing athletes and uh, very knowledgeable, but terrible bedside manner, <laughs> terrible bedside manner, terrible uh, teaching skills. And, uh, and it really frustrated their clients and it was difficult to watch. So not necessarily a clear cut path, right? You never know what talents or skills you are going to acquire along the way that you are going to use later. Which brings me to our movie that you must watch if you're going to read the one thing. Must watch, that is, if you enjoy really gory, tasteless comedy really gory, tasteless comedy. If you like zombie movies and like trashy, trashy, horrible movies, then this movie is right up your alley and it has some very, very valuable life lessons. In 2007, Grindhouse Double Feature was released, directed by Quentin Tarantino, and it featured uh, two movies in one two short movies. And the one we're going to talk about is 
Planet Terror. It was Planet Terror and Death Proof. Both were super fun. Planet Terror, definitely my favorite on a couple of levels. One, zombies. Anything with zombies and I'm in. I am sold. So they had some really gory, horrible, disgusting zombies in Planet Terror. Uh, really wonderfully bad uh, special effects makeup, which I totally appreciate. In this movie, there is a exotic dancer named Cherry, and she is lamenting at one point in the movie that all of her talents, her exotic dancing talents, her stripper talents, are useless. She calls them her useless talents. So she's pretty down on herself at the beginning of this movie. And uh, then shit hits the fan. There's a zombie outbreak. And I've, I feel that uh, in a really big way this year with the COVID, like sometimes there are events outside of your control that were, will totally upend your life. And there will be unfortunate circumstances that you can either look at as being the end of you or the beginning of the next chapter. In the movie Planet Terror, Cherry loses her leg. Her leg is cut off. What is she going to do as a one-leg stripper in a zombie apocalypse? How is she going to survive this mess? Well, fortunately, Cherry has friends, and one of her friends fashions for her a machine gun leg that he plugs into her cut-off leg stump, and now she has a machine gun leg. The really cool thing that Cherry discovers is that all of her, quote, useless talents, her exotic dancing skills, being able to get her leg up and spin around and do all this kind of stuff actually make her into the perfect zombie fighting badass in Planet Terror. She is able to use her machine gun leg to take out hordes of disgusting evil zombies and save the day. No useless talents, guys. No useless talents. She didn't know it was going to come in handy. She didn't know how. Shit hit the fan. Felt like the whole world was ending. And she was able to start over again. So as you're reading the one thing, as you're thinking, gosh, you know, I really want to pour my heart and soul into this dream I have of becoming fill in the blank. Whatever. What do you want to do with your life? If you could be anything, if there was no limitations, right? And don't worry about how old you are or what your race or your gender is or any of that bullshit. Think about what you really want out of your life. What you really, really want to pursue. Don't worry if it is unreasonable. Don't worry if it is something that is unattainable. Go for it. Go towards it. Put some of your focus or a lot of your focus into that one thing. Unless you have absolutely no attachments and no other things going on in your life, will you be able to dedicate 100% to that one thing? No, you won't. That's okay. But you can move in that direction boldly and cut out a bunch of distractions and a bunch of bull that don't serve you and move towards that goal, even if it is unattainable even if it is unattainable, and you will learn skills along the way. You will increase the number of talents you have along the way. And as those talents and skills increase, you may make a discovery 
that you would never have otherwise. If you hadn't set out on this path, you might discover something even better than what you set out to do in the first place. That is what I want for you. Go ahead, read the book, The One Thing, watch the movie, Planet Terror, and let me know what your one thing that you're going to shift your focus to is going to be next. What one habit are you going to try to create? What big dream are you going to chase next? This podcast was made possible with generous support from our members and patrons on Patreon. If you would like to support this podcast, go to www.thenerdgym.com and choose the membership level that is right for you. We have live classes, nutrition plans, all kinds of great stuff. And if you would like to find your next Keystone Habit, we run fantastic challenges designed to develop habits for you. Our next challenge is going to be a cardio challenge. If you want to have better cardiovascular health, better resting heart rate, better metabolism, then you should join before the end of August so that you can get in on this September challenge, cardio challenge coming up. Go to www.thenerdgym.com and join at the membership level that is right for you.